Hey everyone, welcome to 10 Movies, where every season we focus on one actor through 10 of their most iconic films. This season, we've decided to dive into the cinematic catalog of America's last great movie star, Mr. Tom Cruise. I'm Hamel Javeri, and with me is my wonderful co-host and friend, Brian Minter. Hamel, if I'm not mistaken, tonight we're talking about 1999's beloved action-adventure flick, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser. Yes! No. Oh, Unfortunately, no. I... If you're here for Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, you are in for a disappointment because we are talking about the 2017 Tom Cruise remake. Oh, no. The Mummy. Oh, the bad one. Oh, hey, listen, if you're here for the Brendan Fraser movie, I will meet you um, at the other podcast. I'll <laughs> see you there in five. Let's go talk about that one. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! You want answers. I want the truth. Mission accomplished. Show me the money! I gotta be honest with you, I forgot this movie even existed. Well, it hasn't existed that long. It just came out, right? It 2017, so it just kind of came out. But uh, the fact that it shares the same title <clears throat> and purports to be kind of a remake of an absolute blockbuster classic is sacrilegious. Yeah, bad move, filmmakers. Don't yeah. go up against Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah, they, they went in with some cojones to call it The Mummy. Even before the recent Brendan off. Fraser renaissance, I feel like <laughs> this, you know, his version of The Mummy is, you know, it's unimpeachable. Unimpeachable. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to no. talk about The Mummy, starring Tom Cruise. Yes. Uh, before we talk about whether or not we liked the film, which uh, I, I think I can see what's coming there, <laughs> uh, can you remind viewers, excuse me, can you remind the listeners of the story of this film. I would like to, but all I can tell you is that it is about a guy. Who's the character? Who knows? A guy played by Tom Cruise. Nick. He's a he's an American mercenary, military guy. I think he's a soldier, but he's very he's very deliberately soldier amoral. Soldier who wakes up a mummy. And then he meets Dr. Jekyll and <laughs> That's Mr. A five Hyde. Five-minute movie. <laughs> no, there's. Here's the thing. This movie. Oh, you mean he he awakens a mummy? He I thought awakens you meant he just a wakes mummy. Up in the morning and he's a mummy. Well, he doesn't actually awaken the mummy, or he gets close to it. But. But critically, you seem to have missed that he becomes a mummy. Well, when we were chatting a moment ago. Well, you seem to think that he becomes the mummy at the end. He does become the mummy at the well. He no. becomes a mummy no. early on, and then he becomes the mummy, capital T, capital M, at the end. Because Russell Crowe comes on and is like, Tom Cruise has become the mummy, and we'll find more in the next movie. Uh, listeners, this is usually what Brian does, but I'm going to do it now. <laughs> Listen, if you know what happened at the end of The Mummy, can you DM us on Twitter or at us? Because <laughs> we're, we seem to be at odds. Before we get to the end of the movie... Let's um, get to the beginning of the movie. Let, yeah, let's cut to the beginning, which is... American mercenary. You're so conventional sometimes, Hemel. You're so you're so hemmed in and straight laced. Fine, <laughs> That's we'll do true. it your way. Sorry, I feel sorry. I'm structured to linear time. All right, he is a military guy. He usually, you know, the Tom Cruise character is actually into stealing artifacts for profit. Like extremely repulsive. Yeah, he doesn't shit. really seem like a military officer at all. And no. it's an odd choice to make the character that because he doesn't do any army stuff. And no. yeah, he seems to be there just to loot artifacts. Like loot artifacts and sell them to the highest bidder. He they they stumble upon this treasure trove of ancient um, Egyptian artifacts. Yes, it's ancient Egyptian artifacts, but they have located them in uh, Iraq. In, yes, uh, yeah. What, what was once ancient Persia. 
when anyway he accidentally or deliberately who knows awakens a mummy and there is an archaeologist played by some nice bland british lady and they are trying to fight off the mummy's curse but not really fight off the mummy's curse and a bunch of stuff happens with really bad special effects and in the end i guess you said he becomes a mummy i think he becomes death so what yeah. the movie's not called the death it's called the mummy the mummy prince he's tom cruise is it Oh wow! I didn't All right, not so get that. so they awaken the mummy, yeah. and uh, we get some backstory. The mummy, it's a lady mummy, and it's sort of Amanette. Cl- Amanette, yeah, it's sort of a classic mummy tale. She was beloved of the emperor, but he betrayed her, so she turned to dark magic, and she's the mummy. <laughs> and they imprison her in a tomb for a thousand years. Tom Cruise and his bland friends awaken her. Um, they take the body back to England. Oh, she has caused them to take the body back yes. to England. Oh yeah, there's, there's a this, big plane crash. Yeah, well, there's this kind of convoluted plot where like the Crusaders, she needs her magical knife or whatever and it's in England she you know she sort of mind controls them to take her body back to England and she awakens and she takes control of Tom Cruise's henchmen and the plane crashes and uh, and then they're running around London looking for the tomb and he meets Mr. Jekyll who turns into Mr. Hyde and it's not even worth going through the plot. Really, because the more I talk about it, the more bored I get with myself right it, now. It, it, there's no point in even running through the plot because the plot is nonsensical. Because as I think is kind of widely known about this film, which is that it was a gigantic, massive flop, a failure of storytelling. Deservedly so. Yeah, deservedly so. It's, it's a mess. not just because it's a good movie that nobody wanted to watch. It is a mess that no one really should watch. So the plot really is not worth it. It's just like he awakens a mummy, he becomes a mummy. The end. You think he became death at the end? I thought like the whole thing was that he had the kiss of death and he was just like evil in the end. Yeah, well, well I think so. He doesn't become Aminette. Aminette dies. No, but he becomes, so I think, you know, so importantly, uh, clearly the, what is this, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers is trying to launch like a new, hey, Marvel's making a bunch of money. Let's do that shit over here. Except instead of superheroes, let's do like 1940s monster characters. Yeah, yeah so they were going to launch this whole shared universe of famous monsters. Like the right. mummy and the invisible man, which is why Russell Crowe is lumbering around as, as uh, oh, Dr. Jekyll in this God. movie. Uh, and the movie did so poorly that we never got that that ext- the dark universe. There's even a little bumper for it at the beginning, like the dark universe comes yeah. on the screen. So I they mean, were, the entire, they were quite confident. Yeah, I, I think the entire Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde interlude has nothing to do with the actual movie. All it does is try to set up yeah, the sequel. Absolutely. So, but um, at the end of the movie, so Russell Crowe is, is Dr. Jekyll slash Mr. Hyde. And at the beginning, he delivers an extremely dull and extended like here's everything that you need to know to watch the movie but at the end he walks out and we see Tom Cruise you know disappearing he's like Tom Cruise has become the mummy and we will learn whether he is good or evil in future installments of the series (laughs) so I think it's it seems very clear that like yes he didn't become Aminette but he became the mummy he is the new the mummy character he has mummy powers wow I totally miss that Um, but I don't think it's relevant because it was such a craptastic movie Uh, we always thought we talked we asked you, did you like this film? But like, I, I can't keep you on this podcast if you like this movie. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't like it. It wasn't very good. But it wasn't even like, like it wasn't even so bad that like we're going to have a lot of fun ragging on. It was just like a big nothing burger. It was just, it was not well made. No, there are so many things that were wrong with it. I thought actually the one good part of this movie are they spent a ton of money on the special effects. Like visually, the special effects were actually pretty cool. Yeah, the special effects were not bad. But like, so one but thing I remember when this came out. There was a lot of hullabaloo about like, yeah. oh my God, you think the Mission Impossible stunts or something? Wait till you see what Tom Cruise does here. Yeah. 
And uh, so I think there's this extended scene where, like, the plane is crashing. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken... That's actually all live, right? That's all in-camera stuff. They're actually, you know, they they did a million like takes and they're all barfing around. and they're all, yeah, they're, yeah. But and then there's another scene where like a bus is sliding downhill and he's kind of jumping in and out of it. I think those are all like live, incredibly difficult to do stunts. But the cinematography and editing is such that like it's not any cooler than just kind of like your typical green screen stuff. So yeah. I think there's a lot of like stunt work here that we're supposed to be impressed by that the movie like the movie doesn't even like do what it could with what it has it just they go by so fast yeah I, I think the only thing worth talking about in this movie is all of its faults and <laughs> why it's such a colossal failure of filmmaking like if forget like like you said like the stunts right like they did so much with them like they did them in real time because we all know Tom Cruise he loves to do stunts loves to do stunts, stunts loves his thing um but without any kind of character to shore it up, they're absolutely meaningless. Yeah, let, let's come back to Tom Cruise's character here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like the movie's very it's 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 incoherent, right? It starts out with like it starts out very much like Sahara, the the movie we oh. watched with Matthew uh, McConaughey and uh, and Steve Zahn. Loved Sahara. Yeah, like that kind of like hey, they're crazy buddies and they're doing adventures and like up, oh, you know, we're gonna do a Panama. Yeah. You get that vibe early on, where Tom Cruise has this pal. And had it been that movie, like for a second, I was really <laughs> excited because I thought it was gonna be Tom Cruise hanging out with his dead zombie pal. Yeah, and, his and that's not what it is. <laughs> it's the guy from New Girl, whose name I don't remember. Uh, he gets, Jack Johnson. He Jake gets Johnson. zombified early on. Um, yeah, and then it beginning yeah it's like oh there it's exactly that vibe they're like we're gonna die oh man you you know we're gonna die we're totally gonna die tom cruise but then they abandon that and then we get into this like really kind of like body horror dark vibe with the mummy and you're like oh that's kind of scary and then it's just action film it's just tom cruise jumping in explosions and yeah the movie doesn't have a real point of view and what it wants to do it doesn't have a point of view no tonal coherence and absolutely no kind of investment in its title character. It does not establish what the character wants, who the character is, or anything at all. It's just like, literally the only thing you learn about him is that he slept with this hot lady and he (laughs) likes to steal artifacts. Yeah, I could not give a shit about Nick. No, it, it just like, and a lot of good movies, like, so the key to a good movie, right, is like you establish what the character wants and then by the end of the movie, the character actually realizes he didn't really want that to begin with. That's every good movie. Yeah. And, this there's you don't have you have no idea what he wants so we'd like to talk about the cast before we talk about Tom Cruise we've already moved into that I don't think we need to spend a lot of time here we mentioned uh, I already forgot his name Jake Johnson who's the buddy Jake Johnson who I didn't realize this guy was like any kind of movie star but apparently or TV star but I guess apparently he's he was on New Girl he's on New Girl he just got such just like at, like abstract symmetrical face. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Uh, then we've got. Uh, so you mentioned uh, there's a there's a kind of love interest uh, played by Annabelle Wallace. <sighs> this is the most boring person I've ever seen in a movie. I, I, can't, I can't even conjure the, her face. I can't. I feel so. I just like I don't know how to say this without being rude to this woman. Well, we don't know her, and she's not listening <laughs> to this podcast. So I mean, Annabelle, I'm sorry, but an extremely poorly written, poorly acted blandest possible actress like whatsoever I have no idea what her face looks like I have no memory of who the character is supposed to be aside from British archaeologists we need a blonde lady yeah and I mean zero chemistry with Tom Cruise at all oh yeah completely I mean completely I don't even I don't like either one of them I don't think they like each other we talked about uh, we we talked you know when we talked we talked about the firm right we talked about the firm and we talked about how Holly Hunter David Strathairian don't know if I'm saying his name right you're not they've got like 
three lines together and immediate you're like yeah, yeah. those people should get, get together a whole and world bone. From them. Yeah. and this one just absolutely nothing so uh they've there's we, we mentioned there's also uh, russell crowe as dr jekyll yeah uh, and yeah you're exactly right i think they were like they're like oh we need he's the nick fury of this like, this failed cinematic universe so they've <laughs> got to put him in perfect uh and he's like you know nothing in russell crowe like he gives this really ham-fisted like backstory like voiceover bit at the beginning and then there's this whole extended sequence where he turns into mr hyde and the movie has a budget right you see the money on the screen here's a guy here's dr jekyll he turns into a literal monster but nothing happens he's just angry and he's yelling he kind of maybe his face gets a little veiny but that's it (laughs) That's like, yeah, I don't understand that yeah. choice. Like, why not make him like, yeah, like big and weird and horrifying? Like, you don't need to turn him into the Hulk, but there had yeah. to be something that he show could us do. That he's, yeah, he's a monster. Show us that he's actually the monster. There was an old Warner Brothers cartoon when we were little, and like, uh, there was a yeah, he was yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and turned Mister, and he was yeah. a giant furry monster. Right, do it, that. It doesn't even need to be the furry monster, but something in his performance needed to shift harder so that you could see the the Mr. Hyde performance. Um, you know what? I'm going to go out and say that this is not Russell Crowe's worst role, but it's close. Mm. His his worst role, if you're asking me, Jean Valjean <laughs> in Les Mis. Uh, I, I don't I know. I never saw it. I, why they cast him, I don't know. But this maybe is his penance for Well, that, he's not so. covering himself in glory here, that's for sure. No one is. Um, so, so Tom Cruise. We were talking about Tom Cruise. Well, before we get to Tom Cruise, I do want to point out... Um, Sophia Butella. Oh, she's the only she's the only decent half decent thing in this movie. Yeah, only half decent thing in this movie. She she's plays Aminette. She plays the mummy. You can see that she's a trained dancer in the way that like Aminette moves and stuff. Though I feel like it's kind of racist to cast her as like the only person of color as the mummy mm, because she's always slinking around and being evil. Yeah, the cast needed they. I mean, whatever. It's, this movie has so many failures, and that is just one of them. But uh, yeah. let's she's... talk about Tom Cruise. So the character of Nick. We didn't care for him. I don't think they tried to make us care for him. He's Jeez. he's kind of a, a shitty guy who doesn't do anything interesting. No, and for a second, I actually... Like, if the movie had followed through with his shittiness, I would have actually liked mm. it better. Yeah, right? I would have appreciated that more. Because it, it starts by having him do... You can make people shitty, but... They either have to stay shitty or they have to, you have to kind of understand their shittiness or redeem them by the end. And the movie tries to redeem him, but doesn't really give us any reason why, right? Like every time there's this one, there's a one scene where Annabelle Wallace is like, I feel like there's good in you. You gave me the only parachute on the airplane. And he's like, I thought there was another one. And if they had just (laughs) kept that up the entire time, I would have been like, all right, this is, this is actually okay. But in the end, he decides to become, I guess, the mummy. The so good that, mummy. The good mummy, so he can bring his friends back from the dead, which I, is I such guess, a cop-out. I guess unlike the whiteboard in the writer's room, he was supposed to be like a Han Solo-esque rogue that you're like, oh, he's a he's a bad scamp, but he's I love him, he's got a heart of gold. But yeah, I don't think they, they gave us that arc at all. Uh-uh. Yeah, they get so they move so quickly to like running all over the world and fighting that you never have a chance to care about this guy. No, and the way they introduce the two the two char- the main characters like as a supposed love interest, like I think you're right. They want it to be like, you know, the old 40s screwball comedy sparks flying of like, "Oh, you slept with me, but then you stole from me." Like you said Harrison Ford Indiana Jones. Yes. Did not yeah, happen. Didn't happen at all. Just like just, just some like, some people I don't like. Yeah. bitching at each other before mummy gets them exactly like it falls so flat and just like did you do any like chemistry testing between these two because there's zero 
Well, you know, I think, you know, Tom Cruise doesn't always do romantic roles these days. Uh, you know, but I, yeah, I think she was just so, again, you know, I don't want to lay this whole thing at her feet, but she was just so boring as a character, as yeah. a performer. There's nothing about that character that's remotely memorable. No, just a flop all well, around. You're anti uh, Jenny Halsey in her role as Annabelle Wallace. Or was it Annabelle Wallace in her role <laughs> as Jenny Halsey? I think, yeah, sorry, nice British lady. I'm, you're You're very pretty. I bet she's done some good TV. She hasn't. I've seen her in other God, stuff. we're so bitchy about this lady. It's not, <laughs> she's, not her fault. I mean... Russell Crowe stunk up the joint, too. We're not going down on him. Well, you, you were hard on him. I was pretty hard on Russell Crowe, okay? He deserved it. Cause... Everybody sucked in The Mummy. <laughs> but again, not even in a fun way. Not even a... Like, if you're going to make a sucky mummy adventure, at least be campy. Well, right. So I think this is a good time. I know we're talking about the cast, but I think this is a good time to talk so much about why the original Mummy worked is because they leaned into the campiness of it. And uh, the story is equally absurd. Oh, you mean the Brendan Fraser the one? Brendan Not Fraser like some one. 1930s thing. No, the, no, 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 no. I gotcha. mean the Brendan Fraser one where they lean into the absurdity of it. They gave the characters a little bit of like charm and wackiness yeah. and the stakes were high, but it wasn't dark. And that's why it worked. Yeah, that movie is an all-time favorite of mine because I love an adventure film. That yes. may be that may be best in class for adventure films. It's just like fun, adventure stakes, chemistry without any of it being over the top. Yeah, this one's just no fun. And like they, they want to get, like they've got these big, dumb Tom Cruise set pieces that they spent $6 million on a piece and they can't wait to get to them. Yep. And then they get there and like you don't really appreciate it and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah, it's like they randomly are in an airplane and without any context or any buildup, it's like, the plane is crashing! The mummy did it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Tom Cruise in this film in a little segment I like to call The Cruise Factor. The Cruise Factor. Nicely done. All right. Uh, Things that he is known for boyish charm. Zero. Nick has no charm at all, boyish Jesus or Christ. otherwise. No charm whatsoever. I did he even want to be in this movie? Like I usually <laughs> applaud Cruise's commitment. Yes. He's, he's lacking his t- signature commitment here. Yeah, he's lacking the signature commitment. I think that the shoot for this weighed on him, too. Well, do you think that perhaps, like, have we gotten to this point where Tom Cruise's persona is so enormous that it is now outweighing the movies? Like, clearly he did a bunch of crazy stunt work, and, like, people care so much about that. He's almost 60, and he's leaping on planes, but, like, he forgot to make a good movie this time. Yeah, I think you're right. I do think that the persona had has more to do with this film than actual acting or character. Yeah, they thought just having Tom Cruise running around yep. automatically makes a win, but it does not. It movie does not. Movie makers. What do you think about his good looks? Well, <laughs> what, what, one of us is always quite taken with Tom Cruise. I will yeah. say this, and I don't mean to be rude to anybody. This is the first, we've watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies. We have. This is the first time where I feel like you see his age. You see that he is not a young man in this movie. Mm, interesting. He's a good looking 58 year old or whatever he is. Yes. No joke. Yeah. But yeah, he, he is an older guy and you see that in this movie. Uh, I agree with that. Like I, and again, it's definitely not in like a judgmental way, but yeah. comparatively, he is allowed to age. And again, this is what makes it so weird because Annabelle, Annabelle Wallace is like clearly twenty years younger than him. Uh, fun fact: uh, Tom Cruise is about as old in this movie as Wilford Brimley was <laughs> in The Firm, which we recently watched. Uh, yeah, real, real big differences uh, in how they they are presented. That's so funny. Um, but no, usually it's about. Not just how good he looks in the film, but whether or not his looks are part of his character. Mm, and in yes. this one, it is. Like, he is supposed to be kind of dev- devilishly handsome. Yeah, he gets yeah he gets this young, bland uh, British archaeologist into bed, apparently pretty quickly, based on his looks and charm. But we didn't see it. I no! And maybe they didn't shoot that scene, and yeah. they should have showed it to us. I, it just, I don't understand why we didn't see that. Like, if you... Look, 
if you have two people who have slept together and now immediately are fighting, they better have sparks. Mm, yeah, amen. And nothing. All no right, sparks. let's talk about let's talk about the thing I love to talk about: his hair. So your theory is that Tom Cruise's hair is not always, but often bad. Yes. I, I like to think that very few people have actually figured out how to style Tom Cruise's hair. And in this movie, it's actually invisible. Like, I cannot even conjure it. Yeah, it's it's very bland grandpa hair. It's brand, yeah. It might also just be because the character is so not memorable in uh, any way. Yeah, the hair was not, uh, his hair is never really helping the character come to life. But here, it, it particularly is not. No, and also because he's supposed to be a military guy, like, he should have military hair. No military hair here. There's yeah, there, uh, it's an odd choice to make him a, a military guy because it, yeah. it seems very counter to what this person is. But it would have worked just as well to have. Maybe it would have worked better to have him be yeah, like a like a mercenary antiquities yeah. dealer, like, like what the guy obviously is. I don't know. Just let me rewrite the mummy. Just have him be the person <laughs> that follows the army around, yeah. like stealing artifacts after they get done liberating cities or whatever. And we're not even saying that because we hate to see the military's honor besmirched. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It no. doesn't seem to advance anything. Nothing at all. It's anyway. Anyway, there's a lot of things that are wrong in this movie. That's one of them. Let's talk about the crew's confidence. Mm, do you feel like Nick Morton slash The Mummy is a confident man? I think he is blustery and cocky. Ooh, yes, he is blustery. He's kind of blustery, cocky. He There's this whole bit in the beginning where Jake Johnson's character is like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? That's crazy, Tom Cruise. Well, it will never work. And then Tom Cruise is like, let me think. Let me think. Like, he, he's a man that is used to get... They try to present him as a man who is used to getting in scrapes uh, and then yeah. able to think his way out of them. But then they drop all that yes! stuff. That's just like the, the opening. And then they're like, you know yeah. what? Forget that. This, yeah. He's just a guy who runs. Yeah. And again, like, if you don't like the Star Wars movies or you, you're like, oh, well, Harrison Ford in Star Wars, he didn't do do anything good watch the mummy and you will see how great harrison ford is in star wars <laughs> watch the mummy and you will see how great harrison ford is in star wars it's pretty deep um because i think you're right i think they try to make him a han solo type and fail yeah he is not a charming rogue he's just kind of an asshole what do you think about the woke factor of uh, this well film? you know the mummy is a modern film unlike some of the other tom cruise movies we've watched mm -hmm. uh do you feel like uh our, our new area of uh, our new era of a social enlightenment has has seeped into the making of the mummy in any way not whatsoever no i didn't i didn't really catch anything of any Jesus. particular interest here no if anything it was just like a disgusting display of would try to come off as like American Western exceptionalism. They just like killed a bunch of Iraqis and, uh, you know, in the middle of a desert, they're totally cool with raiding, uh, looting artifacts from native cultures and treating an entire historic civilization as just like a prop. Yeah, it's true. It's You're right. Disgusting. There's a, there's, it's a, there's a real like 1940s attitude here where they're like, yeah. oh, a site of, you know, oh, a site of historical importance. We've got to get it to Britain right away. Like yeah. there's no, they don't even consider leaving it or, or turning it over to the no. culture where it actually exists. Or like reaching out to those folks. Like there's, I'm trying to like rack my brain here, but yeah, there's not like, uh, aside from Sofia Batella, are there any other people of color here? No, it's all white people. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's you got a commanding got... officer who's got like two lines, who's a black um, guy. Courtney B. Vance, yes, who dies uh, in the plane crash. Oh, it, you this... all, they all die in the plane crash. Anyway, spent a lot of time in truth seducing him, think he's going to be something. Nope. He's done. Yeah. What was he? he was in Long and Order, right? He was. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like I think that yeah, this movie has this 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 yeah. You, they're not even commenting on this sort no. of archaic attitude towards towards archaeology and and, and and cultural works. They're just 
That's what they want to do because they want to tell a mummy story, and that's what you do in a mummy story. Right. And so if you think about the OG mummy with Brendan Fraser, you have the... um, you know, historic owners of the land, like in the mummy, trying to warn the Westerners off and be like, you don't understand our culture. You don't understand what this actually is. And then the Westerners get everybody into a lot of trouble. Like there's not even that in this movie. Yeah. It's weird that 20 years ago they had a, like they had a, a smarter and more enlightened yeah. take on this mummy business than, than we do now, apparently. Yeah. Way to not even have a take on a mummy movie filmmakers. Who made this? Who made this? Alex Kurtzman. I think we should lay a lot of this at the director. Yeah, so this strikes me, and you did a little research that I didn't do. Yeah. This, even when I was watching it, I thought like, oh, I bet this director hasn't done a big movie before because yes. there's just an inability to bring together the complexity of like a huge budget, big star, flying all over the world kind of movie. Yeah, so Alex Kurtzman has done, I did a little bit of research for once for this podcast. He has produced a ton of shit, right? He did a bunch of Hawaii Five-0 episodes, a lot of the new Star Trek things. Uh, um, I think he's done like a lot of TV, but this is his first big directing mm. outing. It's a tough gig, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it's a tough gig, but they trusted you with your ton of money. My guy, you didn't do a good job. And he's given interviews where he's, you know, this is like a colossal Hollywood failure. Yeah, he, he killed a whole franchise he before he got out of the game. He killed gate. a whole franchise with Tom Cruise at the start of it, like leading leading the way. Um, and he has said, you know, that there are too many cooks in the kitchen, that Tom Cruise apparently had a lot of like too much control over what happened. But if you're a first time director, you have to be able to handle that stuff. And I think he proved that he couldn't say no, like he couldn't handle that. Although, in his defense, or not even his defense, even if this movie had kicked ass, I cannot imagine people being excited about a whole cinematic franchise based on, like, 1930s movie monsters. Like, no. they were going to do The Bride of Frankenstein, and that's not going to that's not gonna beat the Avengers at the box office. What, are you crazy? No, I think conceptually it was a bomb from the start. So. And was Tom Cruise going to come back, like, with bandages all over him, like I'm the not, mummy, yeah. or was he just going to be a guy with mummy powers? So I thought he's supposed to like turn evil, but I guess he's a mummy that doesn't die. Well, uh, or he like turns evil, right? Like he did turn into kind of a monster. Yeah, he monstered up, yeah. but but he did it to save his really bland girlfriend. And then at the end, if you'll recall, uh, Russell Crowe walks back in and he says, and then they cut to like Tom Cruise and his buddy who is now brought back to life riding through the desert. And Russell Crowe's like, only time will tell if the mummy is good or bad. <laughs> Tune in to the next bunch of movies we're definitely going to make to see. Oh, God, it's terrible. God, you know what drives me nuts? Like, this relationship is so ham-fisted, like, the love story in this. Don't put it in there. It doesn't need to be in there. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't anything. You know, I will say, all right, in, in the defense of the movie, which we're bagging no. on pretty hard, we've watched a number of, of extremely cynical, soulless, like, corporate product kind of movies. and All starring The Rock, apparently. All starring Dwayne Johnson. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, but this didn't This didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like, you know, maybe there was a lot of student interference and it was sort of committee driven and it's certainly not good. But it did feel like at some point someone had a vision for what this was going to be. Like, what if we took like an old school horror monster movie, but like made it a Tom Cruise action movie, right? Like the elevator pitch of this movie is exciting. This It was not delivered upon. No, it was not delivered upon. I mean, yeah, it isn't kind of a corporate I think there's some which which movie are you kind of thinking of where you're just like this was oh you know I would say we take something like Netflix's Red Notice yes this like by the numbers action film product where, product yes. which kind of just had 
commercial viability written yes. all across as it long to- as people watch to the 38 minute mark we can count the <laughs> advertising dollar so all right i i will give you that that little bit here and not um, that this is some sort of like flawed indie vision thing it's not that it's just like it does feel like if i'm gonna give it anything i'll give it like I, that could have been cool if you had done it better all right i i will i will i will allow that let me ask you who do you think was a movie mvp Oh, well, it's a th- thin field to choose from here. Uh, you know, I think we, uh, who's uh, Sophia Botello? She, the, she plays Batella. the mummy, the original mummy. Uh, yeah, I, I think we, we liked her. She's got she's got some real menace. Yeah. She doesn't really have any lines, but she's got a, she's got a real presence on screen. So Beautiful. I'll, I'll give it to her. Was there anyone else who was doing some valuable work? You know what? A zombie Jake Johnson, a guy who I've never heard of before, but I, I, there was like one part, one scene that I enjoyed in this film and it's Tom Cruise seeing his friend's ghost and they're like pandering and arguing back and forth in the bathroom mirror of like, ah, you got to save it. No, you can't. Yeah, he's a zombie. Yeah. And then he's a ghost. Right. He's first a zombie. Then he's a ghost, like talking to Tom Cruise through the veil of the dead or something like that. And it's like quick and funny. And I'm like, oh, this was mildly interesting. Had it stuck with that. There's not a lot of internal logic to the supernatural elements of the film. right? Like nothing. The mummy uses her spider powers to kill Jake Johnson. Yeah. He becomes a zombie. Tom Cruise kills him. He becomes a ghost. Later, he comes back to life. But when the mummy got Tom Cruise, he became the mummy yeah. and got the kiss of death. There's no there's no Kinda, internal yeah, logic, parse, right? Really. Like, I, I guess if you are bagging on superhero movies or you're bagging on Star Wars films, at least those have, like, very strict the rules. The lore, yes. The lore is very the important. The lore and the strict rules of how things work in this universe. None of that in this one. Yeah, they'll make a whole movie about how Han Solo got his hat. They're not leaving anything to chance there. But yeah, here they're just they're just winging it. Um, all right. Where do you think this falls in the canon of Tom Cruise? Well, as you may recall, we were we had trouble narrowing this season mm. down. What of, of so many iconic films? Which ten movies should we watch? We both agreed that like, oh, we should watch The Mummy because it bombed, and there are so few Tom Cruise movies that bomb. We we wanted to find out what what, what had caused that. Uh, so I don't think this certainly doesn't rank high in the canon, uh, and I think this is maybe the only like sort of late career Tom Cruise flop of a film. I think it says a lot more, like you just said, it's more about his status and his position in Hollywood than it is about him as an actor. And also partly more about maybe who Tom Cruise might be as an actual person in Hollywood, right? Like he reportedly had a lot of control when, or wanted a lot of things differently in this film. His, uh, and none of it worked in his favor. He's he maybe he's gotten too big to make good movies now. He's become like such yeah. a brand, and he's no longer a, he's no longer a kick-ass guy. I don't know. I don't know if he's a kick-ass guy, but this thing uh, is a flop. And you know, everybody has everybody has failures, and I would lay this at Tom's feet. I think Tom and the director should share the blame. Uh, and and you know, we don't really we're not going to blame the lady who was so boring, whose name I've already forgotten. She was doing her best. Was she? Was she though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened during that set. I, hope she got I know paid. that Tom Cruise is notoriously difficult, but who knows? All right. Well, I think we said all we can say about the Mummy. I think we're feeling we're feeling dejected by how boring this film was. I don't recommend you watch the no, 2017 don't, don't waste your time. 
I don't recommend you watch the 2017 Mummy, and what I do recommend you do is go home and watch the Brendan Fraser. Movie. Even the other Brendan Fraser movies, Mummy movies, the second one and the third one with with Dwayne Johnson, like they weren't great, but they're they're more fun than this one. Yeah, it's just fun. It's okay to have fun. Not everything needs to be dark and depressing. All right, thank you everyone for taking the time to hang out with us, and remember that if you like or hate our podcast, you can rate and review it on the podcast app of your choice. Wait, no, no, hold on. <laughs> if, you, if you hate the podcast. We, we appreciate your time, and we're, we're, we're sorry you didn't enjoy it. Do not rate the podcast. The rest of you, though, hit, the, hit that five-star button. All right. Thank you very much to Underdog Podcast for being our host and Tony Gill for being our producer. We'll see you next week. It was a, it was a mummy. It was a mummy joke. Mummy joke. They didn't, they didn't land. I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't done it. Good night.